bridge Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets Oh, she's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Jets Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about sardines, blisters, window seats, lots of stories from my recent trip to Portugal, new flight attendants, songs, the hodge, streakers, and mosaics. The music for this episode is uh, typical fado music from Portugal. Let's get on with the show. I got this email from listener Beth, and she said that her grandmother died, and her mother, when she was, you know, taking care of all of her business, uh, contacted a major airline to notify that she didn't need her frequent flyer account anymore. She said, well, in a few weeks, a large package arrived in the mail from the airline with a note of condolence and a box full of goodies like cookies, nuts, candies, and popcorn. And she emailed me to find out if this was a regular thing. And I've never heard of it. I, I, I think, what an above and beyond corporate gesture. I mean, you don't hear good news anymore. You know, you know, corporations are all bad. But this is a big corporation taking the time to send a box of goodies to, and she said her, her grandmother hadn't even used her frequent flyer account for years. I mean, it was lovely. Simply lovely. I have a lot of stories from my recent trip to Portugal. Most of them are actually quite short, so I'm going to like group them in series of small short stories. Uh, I made a mistake on this Portugal trip, and you would think I've been traveling for a good long time, and you would think that uh, I would be smarter than I am <laughs> when it's you know travel wise. But uh, I have these shoes, these walking shoes. They're so good and so comfortable that uh, I had recently bought my third pair of the same shoes. Uh, they last a long time. Um, they're, it's like a European company, Taos. Anyway, they're very good shoes. They're the shoes that many moons ago when I went to Greece, I actually uh, walked up Mount Vesuvius in these shoes. Even though they have a little heel, they're like walking shoes. But this, I was ordering my third pair of these shoes and they looked slightly different just like very they did some small minor changes to these same shoes but I, I wore them around I got the new pair wore them around at home in South Carolina a few times uh seemed great uh, they actually seemed a little cushier than the previous two pairs so I'm like fabulous well I get to Portugal and Lisbon and I'm walking all around Lisbon the first day I'm there and uh those shoes ate the back of my ankles. I mean, like through three layers of skin. Like my 
the back of my ankles were so blistered and bloody and they were black from the 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 dye of those shoes which th- th- nothing happened with these other pairs of the same shoes <laughs> I basically handicapped myself. I ended up leaving those shoes, and they're not cheap shoes. Like, it's all relative. I've never had a real expensive pair of shoes, like Jimmy Choo or any of those expensive shoes. You know, everything's relative, but to me, these were expensive shoes, and I left them there because those shoes just ate my feet. They ate them so bad that later on in this trip, and I'll tell you more about uh, this boat ride. I was taking this boat ride to an island, and I was sitting next to two some... <laughs> sitting next to two some I was sitting next to some uh, Lufthansa flight tenants and uh, the lady at one point we're coming back on the boat after the whole day it's like a whole day trip she's like uh are you on some like giant hike or something because she was like looking at my pathetic <laughs> backs of my feet like oh you poor thing where have you been and meanwhile I just been walking around Lisbon and I did it to myself so one of the things that was curious in Lisbon is they I had never seen, and maybe this is normal, maybe you guys were all familiar with this, maybe this is not new to you, but it was new to me. They had sardine stores. Sardine stores! Stores full of nothing but sardines! (laughs) To me, that was like, never seen that before. I've been a lot of places. They have a sardine store at the airport in Lisbon. Ah, anyway, uh, At one point, I was taking a taxi ride, and there was an older man, and he just spoke Portuguese. So we were having a bit of a language problem, but he was very adamant, and he was trying to tell me something. He was even writing it down, 95 and um, 2005, uh, 2015, and uh, I think, I could still be wrong, but I think he was telling me the best years for sardines or he was trying to sell me sardines. I don't know, but it was kind of like, this is the best year for a wine. Like, because they had all the different years of the sardines at the sardine store. Like, I have had so so few uh, sardine encounters in my life, I would have no idea, like, a sardine from 2005 or from 1995, because I know absolutely nothing about sardines. Or maybe, maybe you know, he wasn't talking about sardines at all. (laughs) I was taking a bus ride. I took a lot of bus and train rides in Portugal. And I was taking a bus ride and there were like four young girls, like kind of like they were probably on their like trip, like right out of college or they were in college. And um, you could tell they'd been drinking a lot the night before. Uh, They were sitting in front of me. Seemed like nice girls. I'm by myself. Uh, doing some writing. And let me tell you, writing on a bus ends up looking like drunk writing. (laughs) It's barely legible. It is not the optimal place for writing on a bus. Okay, so these girls on the bus, they kept, one of them kept looking at me. And then she she walked up and said something to the driver. They didn't speak Portuguese. And she came back. Whatever she wanted from the driver, she didn't get. And plus, I was thinking, what is, what are you going to ask him to stop? Like, I didn't understand. And, and she kept looking at me. And I was thinking, what did, I, what did I do? I don't know, huh? And so finally, she comes up to me and she goes, hey, uh, you have a plastic bag? I guess they thought I looked like someone who was prepared. And in general, 
I am. She was right, and I emptied something out of a Ziploc bag to give it to her, and one of them promptly threw up in that bag. <laughs> that, you know, doesn't smell so good on a bus. You're boarding. It was Western Airlines. Right. Lady came up to me madder than a hornet. <laughs> she said, I was promised a window seat, and there's no window there. And I looked at her boarding pass. I said, ma'am, uh, this is a window seat. There's no window. Huh. So I said, okay, come with me. I went to the seat. The window shade was closed. <laughs> <laughs> I opened the window shade. There's your window. Here's your window. <laughs> After Lisbon, I went to Peniche, and I wanted to go to this island because I'd seen this really pretty uh, fort over, like, really blue water, and uh, you could take a day trip. So I took a bus there, and I stayed at this hotel. You know, Portugal is very affordable, especially for Europe. I mean, I was staying at a hotel, and it was nice. <laughs> And it was like $57 a night, including breakfast. I mean, you can't beat that with a stick unless you're going someplace uh, really developing. I mean, it, it was a hotel and spa. It had a big pool. And uh, I went after I got there. I like to take like a reconnaissance. And I went up and over the sand dunes, which is easier said than done to get to the beach. I walked along the beach. Another thing about... Uh, Portugal, you know, I walked along the beach, and um, a lot of times in Europe, people are just uh, naked. <laughs> and uh, it's surprising to me, because uh, I don't see that many naked. There was a girl that was dressed and a guy that was naked. And the guy was nice looking. And, uh, you know, I'm not a porn gal. I know that's real popular these days, but I don't really see that many naked dudes. And this guy looked good. And uh, the lady, not so much. <laughs> I was trying to look without looking. You know, I had sunglasses on. And uh, there could be any reason. Because, you know, I was thinking, hey, man, you could you could do so much better. You know, but there's it's complicated. Life is complicated. You know, it's multi-layered. You know, there could be kids. There's feelings. But all I can say is uh, there was a reason that he was naked and she was not. <laughs> and then I stop and I'm going ha- to do some writing. And uh, I stopped at this place at beautiful... Uh, view of the ocean. It's windy. There's big waves. Uh, Panisha is a big surfing town. They even have surfers on their, their sugar packets. <laughs> anyway, I order a glass of wine. I'm still relatively new to Portugal and uh, had a glass of white wine, did some writing and I go to pay and he goes, it's one euro. And I was like, one euro, one. I mean, what? you can't get anything for a dollar these days. So that hotel I was staying at, that's very nice. It's a hotel and spa, and I like a spa. And in Europe, spa means something different than in the United States. It means that there's a big pool, and the pool has different stations in it, where it has, like, things to massage your back, different places where you push a button and then the bubbles come up, or you can lay in beds and the bubbles come up all around you, and there's usually saunas and jacuzzis, and it's nice. But, um... There was a rule that you had to have a bathing cap. A bathing cap. Bathing cap. I've never owned a bathing cap. We don't use them in the United States. And you can't use the spa without the 
bathing cap and I didn't there wasn't any place I didn't have a car uh there wasn't any place nearby to buy a bathing cap and I was like gosh darn it I can't use the spa without my bathing cap now since I've been home I've purchased a bathing cap <laughs> because actually we stay in a place in Madrid where you have to have a bathing cap it's a European thing but now I am cap prepared. I am bathing cap prepared and I'm keeping that bathing cap in my suitcase at all times. <laughs> I was even thinking maybe I should get one of those ones from the 50s that they used to have. They're like pink with feathers on it. <laughs> bathing cap prepared. Okay, so now I, I'm in Peniche and uh, what I went there for is I want to take this boat ride to Berlingus and uh the hotel I'm staying in had a uh, brochure in the lobby about this big boat, and I tried to book it online, and I couldn't, and I wasn't wasn't in town, I didn't have a car, so uh, I just went down to the front desk, and I'm like, hey, I can't book this online for the next day, maybe it was too late, you know, anyway, they said, oh, we have a company that we use, and I'm like, it's not this one, they're like, no, we like this other one better, and I'm like, okay, and, and they said, well, we can book it for you for tomorrow, and I'm like, great, you know, it's my whole reason for being there, Woohoo! Taking a boat to Berlingus. And uh, I get there, and a uh, nice, cute guy. I have to pause there. There are so many good looking men in Portugal. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's in the water. But there are cute, handsome, whatever you want to call them, good looking men everywhere you went in Portugal. I want to say, might be the most good-looking men I've ever seen anywhere. You know, they have like olive skin and blue and green eyes and dark hair, like bus drivers. Bus drivers were good-looking. Bartenders, every, everywhere you went, there were good-looking men. It's kind of nice, you know. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not complaining about that. So anyway, on the boat ride to Berlingas, there was a good-looking guy about my age, uh, very handsome, tan, and uh, there were... Four, two sets of four seats in the back of this boat. So I sit down. You know, I thought, well, I'll be on the edge here so I can take pictures. It's like 80-something degrees, maybe 82, 84. It's warm. And uh, he's like, here, you need to put on these uh, coats. They were like waterproof, big, hefty coats. And I'm thinking, no, 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 it's hot out. He's like, no, no, put it on. Put the hood up. And he comes over and he like, he snaps and Velcros up so that the coat is like on my neck. So like really the only thing looking out are my eyes. And I was thinking, good Lord, like what? Huh? It's hot out. We're, we're going to roast in this. Then he comes and takes a blanket, a, a waterproof blanket. And he wraps the four of us all together like we're swaddled, like babies swaddled. And nothing, we're, there's nothing, we can't see anything but our eyes. Like we were kind of like in burkas, you know, like, um, but like Antarctic burkas. So we're all wrapped up and he's telling us, you know, don't be scared. Uh, it's not dangerous. It's going to feel dangerous, but it's not dangerous. And I was kind of like, huh? What? Like, Huh? <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. It was like we were in the water swimming. The water just came over. It was so, the waves were so big and we're in this fast boat and we're outside and the water, it was literally, <laughs> we might as well swam to the island. <laughs> I was holding on. And then the cute guy comes over and he goes, hey, you need to move over there. It's going to be better for you. And I'm like, move? Like, what? I was afraid I was going to like just pop right out of that boat. And he's like, here, I'll help you. I'm like, move. He's like, yeah. And 
he gets up and he's like holding me and he moves me to the other side of the boat on a buoy. A buoy, like a, a big yoga ball balloon. And I'm sitting on this and I'm sure I was getting less wet than when I was on the other side, but I'm kind of like on a trampoline and this boat's like boom, 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 boom in these waves. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm on a uh, big yoga ball, which bounces and I'm going to bounce right out of this boat. <laughs> I was holding on my fingers. I was holding on so tight. I had no idea I was in for such an adventure. Okay, so how long have you been married? Well, I've been married for 41 years, and it feels like 41 minutes underwater. mentioned before that when I'm traveling, I take all these precautions. You know, I I separate my money in different places. So in case this gets stolen, I have this. I have these travel pants. Oh, they're fantastic. I've had three pairs. They have a really large pocket in the front, big enough for a passport and um, and for the passport to be like a little further down. So it's bigger than a passport front, like thigh pocket. And um, I'll use that when I'm traveling and I'll put like a credit card or maybe like a $20 bill. So like if everything is stolen, I have something on my body. And it would be very difficult for anybody to pickpocket that pocket in the front. So um, I do all these. I have all these redundancy safeguards, you know, to not lose my important money and documents. So <laughs> I was on that island in Berlingus and... Uh, I'd seen everything, and so I had uh, ordered a glass of wine, and uh, I think that one was like a euro fifty. I love the prices in Portugal, so um, I had handed him like a five or a ten, and he said, um, "Do you have a two euro coin?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm, one of the problems is I'm always trying to please people. I don't know. So I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. And so I was like digging around in my bag and and like not where it's supposed to be. I remembered that I had put a coin. And so um, what I had done is I had taken my water wallet because I'd been on an island and on this drenched boat. Um, and I, I guess I had set it down. And then when I got my backpack and I was looking for it because to do him a favor because he wanted a two euro coin. And then I'm finally like, yes, I have it. He's <laughs> a cute bartender. There were cute men everywhere. All cute, 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 cute. And then I go and I sit down. I'm having my glass of wine. He walks up and he goes, uh, I think this is yours. And I I left my wallet <laughs> on the table. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. But it also shows how many nice people there are in the world. We took off. Denver to San Francisco. All of a sudden, the call bell rings. I go and answer it. This guy is so upset because he's supposed to go to Calgary, Canada. He got on the wrong plane. His Calgary flight was next to ours. And he started ripping me a new one. So I got Carrie. You said she's funny. Yeah. And Carrie says, I'll take care of it. And I'm standing right there with her. And she says, sir, you're supposed to go to Calgary? And he says, yes. And I says, okay, I want you to do me a favor. 
Okay, look to the back of the plane. See all those people? Now look to the front. They're all going to San Francisco. What the hell happened to you? (laughs) I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon. You went to my website, BettyInTheSky.com. doesn't cost you anymore. You click through one of the Amazon ads, and it supports the show. And I like to see what people buy. Somebody bought Lonely Planet, Vanuatu, and New Caledonia. I like to say the word Vanuatu, and I'd like to go to Vanuatu someday. Somebody else bought assorted, dehydrated marshmallow bits. (laughs) Interesting. And I want to thank Claire, because she bought my book, Tar, the first book in the Tar collection, and she reviewed it. She wrote, great read. I was sucked in immediately. Just bought book two for my all-nighter reading material. I've always been a fan of the podcast, and now I'm a fan of the Tar collection. Thanks, Claire. And you can also check out uh, goodies at patreon.com slash Betty in the Sky. And I thank you so very much. I was flying with a new flight attendant. He's only been flying a few months. And what I'm sure you guys don't know, because why would you know, that um, they don't teach the service in flight attendant training because we have so many airplanes. We have like, like 15 different airplanes and they have to learn where everything is and all the doors and all this. Basically, the training is all safety related, uh, evacuations, all that. They don't teach them the service. And uh, consequently, they have to learn everything once they get on the plane. And that is uh, super stressful for people. I mean, you can understand you're on the plane and you have no idea what you're doing. You know, it's a, almost impossible to do a good job when you don't know what the job is. <laughs> so I remember being uh, so intimidated because it's like, I remember back then it was like, oh my gosh, it's a royal service in first class, a royal service. And the guy was like, it's fine. It's nothing. And I was thinking, how could he think it's nothing? But I now think it's nothing because I've been doing it for so long. You know, I don't even think twice. So many things you take for granted. So I had this new guy, cute as a button. And uh, English wasn't his first language. So that makes it even more difficult. Uh, Can you imagine doing a job uh, where they haven't trained you the service in like um, Italian? (laughs) That's difficult. Okay, so I like new people. Uh, I don't get frustrated with them. I actually find it Uh, amusing. I like the energy, the enthusiasm. I like the whole thing. So uh, I was working with him. And even when I wasn't working with him, I was like, hey, uh," it's like when other people were on crew rest, I'm like, you come up to first class and I'll show you stuff. Because, um, you know, you can use a mentor. Uh, Anyway, so this guy... (laughs) It was so entertaining because uh, he's up there with me. Uh, There's just the two of us. And, um, you know, it's in between the services. And uh, somebody asked for tea. And I said, oh, okay, tea's difficult. And he's looking at me like, how can tea be difficult? I'm like, it's one of the most complicated orders, (laughs) believe it or not. And I get a tray out for him. And I'm like, okay, so don't forget the saucer. And he goes, what's a saucer? (laughs) You know, it is, I guess, a strange word. So I show him here, you know, the cup goes on a saucer. So you get, you have to, have to take the cup, the saucer, a spoon. We don't use a stir stick in first class. It's a spoon. Then you have this little pot for the hot water. 
And then you're going to take cream, milk, and sugar. And you're going to take, uh, tell them, and take with you, tell them we have English breakfast, Earl Grey, green, or peppermint. And he just looked at me like, oh. <laughs> like it was just too much to remember because he had never heard this whole dissertation before. And I said, oh, okay, I'll make it easier for you. I'll put one of each of the tea bags here so you can read it when you say what it is. And he's like, oh, okay. So he's taking this big tray of all this stuff just for a tea. And uh, like five minutes later, I'm doing something else and I, I noticed the tray and I see all four tea bags there. And I said, hey, uh, did you give the passenger a tea bag? And he goes, oh, <laughs> he runs out to the lady and she goes, my tea tastes like water. <laughs> okay, so uh, I also, next we were doing the um, dessert cart and again I was telling him okay you say we have ice cream and we have chocolate sauce or berry sauce and would you like whipped cream and nuts and ask them if they want something else to drink uh, we also have um fruit and cheese and crackers and we have this caramel pear cake and he's like I'm supposed to say all this and I'm like yeah and then ask them if they want anything else to drink coffee tea dessert wine port anything else and again his eyes glaze over like oh it really you for, I forget because it's second nature but it really is a lot of things to put together, especially when it's not your first language. And also, a lot of people aren't, if you don't drink, you know, then that's a whole different ballgame. You don't know all those drinks. So uh, I said, he said, these are the dessert and, and uh, port glasses. And he goes, what's port? And I said, oh, here's the port. And I show him and he goes, what do you do with it? And I'm like, they drink it. So later on, on that trip, I was telling another senior flight attendant about um, him saying, you know, uh, what's port? And I showed him and he goes, what do you do with it? I'm like, you drink it. She goes, oh my gosh, I remember when I was new and I didn't drink and I didn't know anything. And you know, there's all these different types of liquor and wine and I, I didn't know anything. And she said, um, so uh, this passenger asked uh, if uh, we had a Captain Morgan. And I said, oh, I don't know. Hold on. So she said she went and called the cockpit and she said, uh, what are your guys' names up there? She was wondering... <laughs> If the captain's name was Morgan. And she said the cockpit just laughed and laughed and laughed. And they didn't explain to her. They thought she was joking. And she said it was years later, years later, when she was in a bar and saw a bottle of Captain Morgan rum. And she thought, oh, my gosh, they were asking for rum when they asked if they had a Captain Morgan. <laughs> A guy was complimenting me on how I could pour during during all the bumps oh, the and then wasn't yeah. spilling anything. Any, yeah, did he, he was impressed. He was very impressed. So I told him, nobody does it better, <laughs> better than all the rest. That's so cute. <laughs> so then he's getting off. We're saying goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. He said, baby, you're the best. <laughs> I had come in from Peniche, and now I was going to Evora. Uh, okay, Evora. Uh, I, I, I wanted to call it Evora, and then they kept getting corrected, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. But uh, I'm coming in at the same bus station that I came in from Peniche. Now I'm taking a bus to Evora, 
And uh, I say the name, Evora, and I show it to him in writing because I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Okay, so I'm like, I want to go here. And he says, okay, it's not till 1230, which I was surprised because I've been using this uh, Bus Buddy app and uh, and a uh, um, Rail Ninja app. <laughs> and there's actually a lot of good apps out there for public transportation. It tells you like what time they leave, how much it costs, how many stops there are. And I had thought there was one. I thought I had planned it really well. And there was one at like noon, but he said, no, not till 1230. So I thought, well, maybe the one at 12 is full. So he gives me his my ticket, which of course is in Portuguese. And now it's not my first time on the bus because I'd taken the bus to Peniche. So, um, and I'm not very good at Portuguese. So uh, I kept looking. Luckily, I can be sometimes hypervigilant, sometimes. And I kept looking at the destination screen because it, it would wait till like 20 minutes before your bus. And then it would tell you uh, which stand to go to, like three or four or 12. And my bus kept saying the destination was Pont Sor. Of course, I'm not going to Pont Sor. I'm going to Evora. And but then I think, well, maybe Pont Sor is the end destination and I'm getting off sooner at Evora. Um, but I thought, oh, I had gotten a pastry and a coffee, which cost like, you know, a euro. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know what? I should go out and get a look at a map to make sure uh, Evora is before Pont Sor. And then I'm looking at the map and it is not before Pont Sor. So I'm going, huh. So I look more closely at my ticket, which is in Portuguese. And it says I'm going to Mora, M-O-R-A, instead of Evora, E-V-O-R-A. And I was like, Mora! Got back in line and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going to Evora and my ticket says Mora. And uh, they were like, oh, that's wrong. So they gave me another one. So I lost an hour. Uh, but, you know, an hour is not a big deal. You know, it could have been so much worse. Thank goodness I didn't get on that bus. Like I could have gotten on that bus that it said I was supposed to go to. And this is the number you're supposed to go to. And this is the number of your bus. And I would have ended up in... Mora, Portugal. I have no idea what's there. <laughs> so thank goodness I didn't get on that bus, Gus. Thank goodness I made a new plan, Stan. I listened to me. So there was a lady that uh, stripped naked? Yeah, she stripped naked. Yeah, on the plane? Uh, no, on the aircraft, on the terminal. In the terminal. Oh, is that the lady that was on the news? Yeah. The lady. I didn't see it, but I, I, I heard that she was like... Um, she was bending over. I never oh, my gosh. Yes. And I heard she wasn't somebody who should be uh, streaking in the airport. No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, w- I, I was taking a bus to uh, Evora. Evora. And um, I still don't know to this day which one it is. But anyway... <laughs> I was taking a bus and then I, I got it got there and I thought, oh, you know, most of the bus and train places had taxis out front. So I saw a taxi sign, no taxis. I stood there for a while, no taxis. And in the main cities in Portugal, they did have Uber, but now I'm not in a, a main city and it says, you know, there's no Uber available in your area. So, you know, no taxis, no Uber. And it's like, okay, uh, guess I'll start 
walking. And actually, it wasn't that far to walk. But one of the impressive things about Portugal uh, was their sidewalks are mosaic. I've never seen that anywhere. I used to have a mosaic business many, many years ago. I always have a little hobby. And um, I used to make like flower pots and tables and mirrors out of um, cracked pottery. I'd go to stores and ask, do you have any broken plates? (laughs) Anyway, I had never seen, like, you'll see mosaic floors, like, you know, like a, a little section, but never the whole town, all the all the sidewalks are mosaic. But here, you know, I got to this town, there's no taxi, there's no Uber, and um, I had been so impressed with the mosaic sidewalks, but I quickly realized they're not so great to roll your suitcase. Like, they're not roll-aboard friendly. I was in a restroom in Portugal, in Lisbon, and it was actually a very nice restroom. I always notice when, when it's nice, and um, I'm washing my hands, and I, I, in the reflection, in the mirror, in the restroom, I realized they have smoked glass on the stalls, and um, you can see right through it. I mean, it's smoked, but I, <laughs> I was like, oh, she's wearing a black thong underwear. I don't know if it's the best idea to have smoked glass see-through stalls in a bathroom, because then you might as well almost not have stalls. Yeah, my first airline was a charter airline. Oh, really? Yeah, and we would do the Hodge. So yes, we. Yes, I've heard stories about that before. Oh, yeah, crowded. They don't speak English. We didn't speak Nigerian. And but there like a lot of stuff on the plane and everything? Like, don't they have a lot of luggage? And... Well, this particular group didn't. Okay. But when we got to Saudi Arabia, the Saudi police were convinced that we were bringing liquor to our people oh. who were stationed in Saudi Arabia, right. Jeddah. So on the L-1011, right. we had a lift yeah, in the, the mid-galley yeah, so you could go to the lower galley. Yeah. So these two Saudi police, and it's all female flight attendants, no pilots, no passengers, yeah. they wanted to go down into the galley and look at it. Yeah, just make sure you weren't smuggling. Yeah. yeah. Well, Angela, who was half British and half Egyptian, and all fun, decided to have fun with them. Oh. So they didn't know there were lift controls in the lift. Okay. So she starts them down and stops the lift, and you couldn't open the door if it was between floors. Right. yeah. So she's looking through the window like, I don't know what's, you know, I'm just a dumb female. So she starts them down again and stops them. She's like, I don't know, something's wrong with it. So she finally lets them down. I'm sorry, it was a DC-10. Oh, okay. Because our escape hatch was in the galley floor. Okay. So she, they finally get out, look around the galley for two seconds. She lifts the hatch, and they're like, bring us up, bring us up. They were scared they were going to get stuck on this oh, and end up in Nigeria. She did the same thing coming back up. She stopped them and they, you know, they got off off that lift and took off, off the plane. We're out of here. And we said, Angela, if they ever find out that you were funning with them, you're going to be in the who's gal and they'll throw away the key. The who's gal. The who's gal. (laughs) So I went to Porto after that and, um, Porto is a very nice town, uh, but it's more of a tourist town, and I had been getting these really nice hotels for, you know, very inexpensive, and maybe I should have spent more money on my hotel in Porto. I don't know. I mean, it was nice enough, but stuff was kind of old, like the 
hair dryer was old and uh, things just, I don't know if it was kept up as much as some of the other places I had been. So I go to take a shower. And uh, I think I mentioned before that I don't find European showers to be as good as ours. I swear, I think Europe is better at us as so many things. Groceries, uh, statues, fountains, buildings, churches, but not with showers. The showers, there's always, I guess they like to have their shower be able to, a handheld so you can take it down and use it. And uh, I've talked to European people and they're like, oh, you know, it's helpful to clean the shower with that hose type thing. So there's that, you know, it has a hose and then it's in its little container where it stays. And uh, I turn the shower on and the water pressure takes that hose shower and flips it up and backwards so it hits the back of the shower and the water goes up and over and over everything in the bathroom and I was like ah <laughs> so I turn it off and I'm like okay so uh I must not have it arranged right so I make sure it's in there as tight as I can get it I try to kind of move it around turn on the shower and ah things goes backwards hits the back of the wall behind the shower the water goes up and sprays everything in the bathroom and I was like ah, turn it off this goes on and on <laughs> like five times <laughs> I was like okay so am I gonna have to get my duct tape to try to duct tape this thing or am I just gonna have to hold it uh because everything is drenched in the bathroom and I still haven't taken a shower and <laughs> I finally finagle it. So I'm like moved it all the way around like 360 degrees and I tried to make it and it was, it stayed for just a little bit where I was like washing my hair and stuff. And then again, it goes up and over and then it pops itself out of its container, the little handle thingy, and it gets on the ground and then it's, it's shooting water out, kind of like dancing around like an angry snake shooting water. <laughs> finally get it. <laughs> It was like a stressful shower. It was like I fought a shower and the shower won. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye. Mas ponha alma a cantar E as almas sabem escutar Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.